On a chilly April morning in the spring of 1898, Latin professor Hiram Jones rode his bike from his home to Lawrence College in Appleton, Wisconsin. He pedaled through the mud and melting snow, making his way toward the main hall to teach his class on Cicero. This was his routine, and this morning was like any other. Jones was healthy and happy, with 44 years of teaching at Lawrence under his belt. He was ready to embrace the day and challenge his students. As his class assembled, Jones gathered himself and prepared to start his lecture. But then, a remarkable and ghastly thing happened. Jones's hands dropped to his sides and he fell face down onto his desk. He stopped moving and the classroom fell still. Some of his students jumped out of their chairs and attempted to resuscitate him before calling the on-campus doctor. Unfortunately, it was too late. Hiram Jones was dead. Jones's unfortunate demise came seemingly out of nowhere. He had not been ill, nor had he been suffering from any kind of ailment that we are aware of. Soon following his death, the college newspaper, The Laurentian, wrote of that day, Two doctors were summoned, but he never rallied. His death was instantaneous. Many of Jones's students, while incredibly saddened and horrified by their teacher's death, happened to comment on the appropriateness of the way Jones had died. Jones's student Albert A. Trevor, who would later go on to create his own legacy at Lawrence, said, It seemed therefore most fitting he should die at his post with his Latin book in his hand and his class before him. As gruesome as that may seem, this statement explains a lot about the kind of man Hiram Jones was, dedicated and passionate, possibly to a point that was concerning. However, there is so much more to understand about the teacher who died in class than this quote reveals. Hiram Augustus Jones was born on December 3, 1831, in Grafton, Massachusetts. Jones's New England upbringing was important to him and shaped many aspects of his life, such as his incredible fervor for Christianity and classical education. In his early life, his family lived on a farm in Grafton, but a few years after his birth, the family moved to Worcester, a place where Jones would start to explore his passions. It was there that he began to develop his love for academia, and particularly ancient Rome, a city Jones would die never having visited. Once Jones was of age, he attended Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. While in college, his passion for Latin really began to come into fruition, and he began making an impression on his classmates as a good, hard-working man. One of Jones's classmates, Harriet R. Green, remembered Jones in a piece she wrote for the May edition of The Laurentian the year he died. She wrote of her friend, I could do no justice to the noble character and to the precious memory of Professor Jones. There was not another student in the college with whom I was more intimate as I was with him. Once Jones had completed his college education, he spent roughly one year teaching Latin at an all-boys school in Connecticut. 
However, this did not last long, as he was soon approached to assume the position of Latin professor at Lawrence College in Appleton, Wisconsin. At this time, the state of Wisconsin was only six years old and was still referred to as the Great Northwest. Jones jumped at the chance and was soon living and working in the newly conquered territory. Now a professor, Jones wasted no time trying to imbue in his students a love for Latin and classical Greek. Jones would often form intense bonds with his students and guide them in their academic and sometimes personal lives. In some cases, Jones shared more than just his enthusiasm for academia with his students, as one student remarked of him, He did not say much about religion, but he was a thorough Christian. Every one of his pupils knew that he desired them to be Christians. Jones's Christianity informed much of his life, and when his 40-year anniversary as a professor at Lawrence came around, students wrote to him in droves thanking him for all he had done for them and praising God for allowing Jones to have guided them through school and in life. Jones's relationships with students were important to him, and he did enjoy having good rapport with them. However, he was not a cuddly or easy teacher. He was quite strict. In fact, while many students remembered Jones fondly, some did feel it necessary to comment on his teaching style. Former student Edith S. Davis wrote that she experienced almost childish terror when entering Jones's classroom. She went on to say, You could not do second or third-rate work under Professor Jones. He would not tolerate it. While many students did fear Jones, one in particular was at the opposite end of that emotional spectrum. Miss Emily Talmadge had been a student of Jones during the late 1850s, and in 1861, the year after she graduated from Lawrence, the two were married. Not much is known about their relationship, but Jones definitely took the concept of see me after class much further than most teachers would. Hiram Jones had quite the life. He had come from humble beginnings and rose to a stature unmatched by any of his colleagues. He taught at the same institution for over 40 years through both the Civil and Spanish-American War and cemented his place in Lawrence's history. If only his death hadn't come so abruptly, he might have been able to teach that class on Cicero. I'd like to thank the following people for all their help in researching and preparing this podcast. To Gretchen Revy, Aaron Dix, Andrew McSorley, Arno Damero, David Burke, the Lawrence University Archives, the Lawrence University Library, and Professor Bridget Vance. Thank you all for your help.